it can be a little gritty, it can be a little real, but when those kids feel like they have a place where they can be real and express themselves, they're more open to hearing about the God who made them and, and gave them those creative abilities. A podcast hosted by Jody Tree, Joe on the Mic, Leader Talk, tackles various leadership strategies that cover self-development, self-leadership, including spiritual and physical health of leaders. This podcast will feature guests ranging from military leaders, thought leaders, health and nutrition leaders, spiritual leaders, nonprofit leaders, and many more. All right, guys, we are back on another episode, and I'm happy to have on board today, Johanna. Did I say that right? I'm, I'm always, I knew I was going to mess it up somehow. It's okay. It's oh. Johanna. You were close. <laughs> Johanna. Jo yes, you got it. Perfect. I like to say Johanna, but you know, there's like a lot of different. <laughs> there's so many. There's 8 million ways to say it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So she, she first came to Dade County area in 2006 as a Youth for Christ intern with the City of Life KIX program. Yeah, the KICKS program, like the cereal. Okay, so kicks for kids. All right, so <laughs> it sticks in your brain. Uh, the experience of sharing the gospel in a relational context changed the trajectory of her life. She taught in Miami for two years before leading Miami's Youth for Christ middle and high school programs in West Homestead. Homestead, I'm from Homestead. So, well, Florida City, down, way down there. So. Yes, oh, I love Florida City. I still go to church in Florida City. I love it there. It's a nice town. Uh, well, it, it was small, small, but now it's gotten bigger. So yeah. I'm deviating from here. All right. <laughs> uh, which uh, in West Homemed, which serve an average of 150 low-income year uh, youth, low-income youth each year. In 2017, she became the ministries director and now oversees a team of 32 staff, 72 volunteers, and 20 ministry sites across Dade County. Awesome. Johanna. I want to say Johanna. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we went through a whole conversation about this earlier. Uh, <laughs> holds a BA in English and African American Studies from Kenyon College and a Master's in Education and Social Change from the University of Miami. That's right. It's all about the you, baby. All about the you. <laughs> she married, she's married to Justin Cox, a high school English teacher, and they are expecting their first child in December 2020. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's awesome. So, Johanna. Tell us a little something about Youth for Christ and what they do to help our youth in South Florida. Yeah, so our big, our mission is that every kid in Miami-Dade County would have the opportunity to learn about the gospel of Jesus and reach their God-given potential. And so we do that by going where kids are. So that's why we have 20 ministry sites because we are in detention centers, we're in public schools, we're in low-income neighborhoods, we're in the hip-hop youth culture. Um, anywhere where kids are, we want to be. We really take that part of the Great Commission seriously that uh, while we'd love to wait and have the kids come to us, that's probably not going to happen. So just like Jesus had to come to earth, we have to go to where the kids are. And then the other thing that uh, you said when you're describing, uh, telling my story is we do things in a we, we do things in a relational context. So we call it relational evangelism. So what this means is that we get to know students and we get to know their stories. And then through that process, we get the opportunity to share the story of Jesus with them. And that also cues us up really well when kids do make a decision to follow Christ. 
we can stay with them and begin the discipleship process. And hopefully we get them connected before they graduate high school to a local church body that can continue the disciple discipling process. So the way uh, one of our staff describes it, which I really liked, is that we are almost like a, an adoption agency uh, for lost kids. So when kids come into the family of Christ, we're that middleman that uh, not only introduces them to Jesus, but then tries to get them plugged into a long-term spiritual family. Wow. Wow. I am so glad, glad to have you guys on board because you guys teach and young kids how to be leaders and that's what i'm so so excited about it's like when i was growing up and i just give a little testimony when i was growing up you know my parents they did their thing they 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 did what they knew that they what they knew not what they didn't know they were leading but they had responsibilities beyond just sitting me down and say all right uh, all right little joe you know uh, this is what you need to do to be a leader and this is how but you guys are there to bridge that gap like you said to invite them into a conversation, build relationships and be leaders. And that's what gets me so excited. But um, I know you guys uh, with the hip hop connection, what did tell us a little something about that hip hop? Sure. So, our, so the ministry that reaches out to kids who are involved in hip hop culture is called Catalyst and it's unique to Miami. There's no other um, youth for Christ is part of an international organization. So it's in over 120 countries. Um, in the United States, I think we're in over 30 states at this point. So, uh, but that said, this is a unique program because it was started by uh, one of our missionaries, Joel Stegale. And he just had this heart for, uh, as, he, as he always said, it was in his heart, it went Jesus, family, and then hip hop in that order. And so he wanted to figure out how do I bring together Jesus and this hip hop culture that I love. And so the way he did that was uh, very Miami YFC. He found churches and places that would be willing to host him. And he would create this space where kids could come who wanted to break dance, who wanted to uh, MC rap, if they wanted to uh, experiment with like uh, sound development and music. And then if they wanted to do graffiti, uh, we provided a legal, we never taught graffiti, but we would provide a legal place for them to express their art. Uh, and so he would give kids this place where you could come and freely express yourself. And if you wanted to get involved in the culture, you could learn about it too. But then he would always stop programming at some point, usually around midnight, because these guys like to stay up really late. And he would share the gospel. And I remember as when I was an intern back in 2006, going to one of these, one of Joel's hip hop nights. And I remember walking in, I'm, this, I'm from the Midwest, you know, I'm, hip hop culture is not my culture at all. And I'm looking around and I'm like, okay, nobody in here looks like they're going to be super interested in hearing about Jesus. Like this does not look like the crowd and shame on me for judging. And so around, around midnight, around 1230, uh, the music stops and everybody sits around the breakdancing floor and Joel gets up and just shares the gospel, you know, 15, 20 minutes. And at the end of that, he asks, you know, does anybody want to make a decision for Jesus? And all these hands around me go up. There's all these young people who desperately want 
to have a relationship with Jesus. So it totally proved me wrong. And, and Joel's philosophy was always, and this is still our catalyst philosophy, that uh, we don't censor the kids who come to us. We don't censor their art because we don't want them to censor us when we share the gospel. So it can be a little gritty. It can be a little real. But when those kids feel like they have a place where they can be real and express themselves, they're more open to hearing about the God who made them and, and gave them those creative abilities. So it's a really unique ministry. In the last couple of years, we added a hip hop mobile truck. Um, so it's an Entenmann's. If you if you uh, are from the Miami area, you know Entenmann's very well. Uh, yeah, too well. Yes. <laughs> yeah, my hips know them very well. And uh, so anyway, we, we converted one of their bread trucks into a, a DJ hip hop mobile unit. So it's got the dance floor in it and we can drive it around and take out the dance floor, put up the speaker and basically in about 30 minutes we can have a whole hip-hop uh, studio on the street so it's a it's such a great ministry uh, Joel did sadly pass away in 2016 it was such a shock he he got a rare lung disease um, had a lung replacement and then unfortunately about six months after that uh, passed away because of an mm. infection so What's been amazing, though, is that the legacy has carried on. Um, and, and so many people, young people, were at his funeral saying, if it hadn't been for Joel sharing the gospel with me, my life would be totally different. So I think that's the beauty of YFC as well, is that it's not just, it's not just teaching kids that they can have a positive effect in life, but that, that this message of the gospel will go by, beyond them and extend beyond them, too. That is uh, so inspiring and, and helpful. All right, folks, time for a sponsor break. All right, back to our episode. Tell us what, why, what got you involved in Youth for Christ? Yeah, it's a great question. Why would someone from the Midwest come to Miami and, yeah, and live, with, uh, live in Florida City? Um, I do think as much as Joe and I like Florida City, I will say to anyone who's listening, uh, Florida City might be kind of like the Nazareth of Miami-Dade. I think a lot of people would say, what good is going to come out of Florida City? And I would say a lot. Um, yeah, I agree. I hear Exactly. I agree. But uh, so what drew me initially was actually I was in college um, and I had done one missions trip to an urban center, actually in Philadelphia when I was in high school. And it had been a really eye-opening experience because I grew up in kind of a Christian bubble. The town I grew up in, most of the majority of the town is Christian. You know, the, I remember going to, uh, like when we would have vacation Bible school in the summer, they would tell me I needed, I was a, at a Baptist church and they'd say, you need to invite your Catholic friends. <laughs> that was, that was like as, as you know, unchristian as someone could get. Yeah. Evangelist, you got to evangelize somebody. Right, right, exactly. So, uh, then I went to this, I did this urban two week, uh, mission trip and I met kids that had really never heard anything about Jesus. And that just opened my eyes that I, I don't need to go across the ocean or across the globe to meet people who don't know Jesus. They're literally in my own country. So I went to college, didn't really think about that. And then I was at a conference and Tony Campolo spoke. And if you know, Tony Campolo um, he's very inspiring and he speaks about urban ministry. And I just felt the Holy Spirit saying, you need to spend a summer doing what you did in Philly. You need to give it a longer shot. So good old Google. I just started looking up, <laughs> a 
looking up different ministries and uh, Youth for Christ was one of them. And so I applied and um, that there's a much longer story there, but it was definitely God ordained that I ended up in Miami. It was far on my list of places that I thought I would be. Um, and really what changed when I got here is I had been taught a very proclamational style of evangelism. So street evangelism and just walking up to somebody and saying, do you know where you're going when you die? And I think that's really important. And there's a place for that. I want, I want to be clear that I don't, I think that God uses that in, in powerful ways. Um, and we see that even in the old Testament, but what I loved about youth for Christ is that felt like that missing piece for me because there was something I, I felt like I, I'm a nice Midwestern girl. I walked up to you in the street and asked if you want to know Jesus. You might just humor me and be like, sure, fine. Like, let's go. Um, but when I came to Miami, Youth for Christ was saying, you're actually going to get to know someone and you're going to share the gospel with them. And then if they reject it, you're going to stay in their life and you're going to keep walking with them. And you're going to keep trusting that the Holy Spirit's going to work in their life. And you're going to be with them in the ups and the downs. And that just spoke to my soul. That was something that um, I think to your point, Joe, about leadership, like that's what Jesus does for us as the good shepherd. Like he doesn't just open the gate and say, you're all safe now. You're free. He, he follows us and he walks with us. And when we're lost, he searches for us. And so I think that um, was just so real to me. And so again, had a great summer, life-changing, went back to college, said I'm probably never going back to Miami, and uh, God would not have that. So four years later, I uh, was graduating, and I my career plans had changed. I knew I didn't want to go into uh, the field of publishing, which is what I thought I was going to do, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. And so uh, someone from an organization called Teach for America met with me and said, you know, you might want to teach for two years. A lot of, she was a Christian. She actually said that um, she taught as an out expression of her faith, and I really appreciated that. And so I applied, and then when they asked where I would like, I got accepted, and they said, would you like to go anywhere? I said, if you guys are in Miami, that'd be great. And they said, we are, and you can go to Miami. And then I got to Miami, and they said, does anyone want to go to Homestead or Florida City? And I said, they said, we need five teachers who'd be willing to go to Homestead or Florida City. And I said, I know where the Walmart is. Please send me. I'll be great. So, um, so God just, it was very clear now looking back that God was just tugging me back towards this ministry and he was very patient and gentle with me. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, the word of God says that he has drawn us in by his loving kindness. Mm, and that is true. forces us, we will be very much more resistant. And that goes with relationships too. You know, we're, we're drawn in by loving kindness. Like, like the example that you said with the, with the hip hop crowd, they come. You draw them in, you love on them, let them be expressive, even though you might not agree. And then you just turn and say, look, this is what I think. And you share that, keep on loving on them. And uh, I was on another conversation with somebody else earlier and, it, and, and you, you touch on it again, it's about building relationships. And in leadership is for us to be the best leader we can be. And a lot of people don't understand it. It's about building relationships with the people you work with. Mm-hmm. You may not like it. It may not be in your, your uh, what do you call it, the, your, your skill set. <laughs> but in the, in the end, when you try to build a relationship, because I'm introverted, naturally. I'm introverted. You tell me to go do something, I'm, I'm a part of a team. I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to do it, and I'll be good. But when you're in that leadership capacity, it's about 
developing relationships. And it took me a while to learn that. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's why one of the reasons why I'm doing leader talk is because for me to be a leader, now that I'm out of the military, what can I do? And I, and I, and I prayed and I asked God, God, what am I going to do now? And he said, eventually it was like a month later. He said, why don't you do a podcast? And I'm like, mm, no, no, <laughs> no, no, but he prodded me. And then, uh, but now we're just having great people like you come on board to show the leadership experience. My last question to you before we, before we wrap it up. In your experience in the Youth for Christ, how, what would you say is the most important thing for leaders to understand to develop that, relate, that, that trusted relationship with the next generation? Yeah, so we, we talk a lot in Youth for Christ about soul care um, and how what you, who you are is more important than what you do. And what we mean by that is not that what you do doesn't matter. But that taking care of your relationship, we call it your abiding relationship with God, is, is of the utmost importance because out of the overflow of your heart, everything else is going to come. And so if we're not abiding deeply with God, then we're not going to be able to lead ourselves, much less anyone else. And so we focus a lot on that. We, we actually require all of our staff to do a quarterly uh, prayer retreat alone with God to make sure that they're staying connected to God, because it's very easy if you're in ministry, and I don't know if most of your listeners are, but it's very easy to get wrapped up in our, in our vocation period. Um, but especially when your vocation is ministry, you can kind of feel like, oh, my relationship with God is fine because I'm doing ministry. And in reality, your heart is, is broken and you're on the edge of a spiritual heart attack because you've replaced the mission with your relationship with God. So I think, yeah, so I think that's key. Um, if, I, if I could tell a leader to just focus on one thing, it would be, are you abiding with God regularly? Are you staying connected to, uh, if you're familiar with uh, Oswald Chambers, he writes about how you have, two, oh no, I'm sorry, it's Oz Guinness, uh, of Guinness beer fame, but, but still, uh, he wrote this book called The Call, and in it, he talks about how we have two primary callings as followers of Jesus. That first calling is to be known and loved by God and to know and love God. And then some of us get a secondary vocation calling, not everybody, but that first calling is for everyone. So that's really, that's key for us is that every leader needs to be leaning into that first call because your vocational call could change at any point. Um, but that primary calling to know and love God and be known and loved by God is not going to change. Wow. Guys, it, and it's what's, what's kind of interesting is that as I've interviewed leaders, uh, gone on like maybe 17 different leaders at, at different levels, um, people that were uh, best-selling authors, uh, ministers, they speak around the world, spoke at the UN. The key ingredient that they always say is that understanding their identity in God <laughs> and how important it is. And right now, uh, and I think that's why I love Youth for Christ, because it all centers around who's your identity. And once you know that you're a child of God made in his image, that you're precious, you're worth value because he took time. Like you said, he came on the earth. It took time for us to develop a relationship with us in that, that he gave his life the ultimate sacrifice 
He's saying you're valuable. No matter what you think you are, <laughs> you're valuable in his sight. And that's, that's what I love about you guys, that you have a heart and a soul to minister to the youth, even when they're not being so nice, you know, <laughs> that you, you, we minister. And that's how, that's how anybody would want to be treated, with the level and decency and respect to say, I, you know, I care about you and we're going to walk with you, even though we might not agree, know that you're loved. Yeah. Amen. No. And I don't know what you mean, Joe. The teenagers are always lovely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. But no, it's, it's, it's so wonderful. And uh, that's why I started participating with you guys because I saw you guys' heart. It was back in 2014 when I started, when I noticed you guys and I I just started, uh, I did a a wild run at the zoo. Oh yeah. And I was like, no, you know what? These guys are great. And they had the hip hop guys up there Uh, break dancing are they doing that is so cool (laughs) and uh so and i was like yeah they got a heart for got a heart for the next generation and they need to be supported well thank you for doing the walk i did if you uh if you do while you're if if you do want to come back to miami we've swapped the walk now we do an over the edge repelling event yes (laughs) i saw that um i'm a little nervous of heights oh okay yeah that's why i did not participate in that (laughs) Well, I will say I've done it twice now, and I'm also not a huge heights fan. Um, but for those who are those who are afraid of heights, my, well, I guess the biggest inspiration is one of my mentees um, grew up in our city life program. It took her six years before she said yes to Jesus, um, but now she's on fire and in college. It's amazing, but she is mortified of heights. I, I remember we took her to camp one year. And there was a, there was a tree you would climb up. It was about 30 feet up. And then you jump out of the tree. You were harnessed up. You weren't going anywhere. Mm -hmm. Uh, She made it about six feet off the ground and said, I'm good. I'm done. Um, But she has felt so compelled by the way God changed her life through youth for Christ that she's now repelled twice and she's about to repel her third time. Awesome. Yeah. But she's terrified every year, every year she gets up to the top and, she turns to me and goes, why am I doing this? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Courage is not an absence of fear. Exactly. To go, go for it and do it. Exactly. Uh, but jo- Johanna, if, uh, if you could let everybody know where to reach you guys at, uh, and if they want to volunteer, which I highly encourage, that's part of my leadership process, going out there and volunteering, where can they reach you guys at? Yeah, so our website is miamiyfc.com. Uh, we're on Instagram at miamiyfc. Uh, and then you can also uh, reach out to us at, by phone if you prefer, 305-271-2442. And I will say, too, Joe, to your point about volunteering, one of the things I love about YFC is one of our um, key ingredients, we say, it's one of our essentials, is adults who empower. And so Youth for Christ hasn't just invested in uh, students, but Youth for Christ has invested in me as a leader and we do that with our volunteers and with our staff. So I would encourage folks, yeah, to definitely volunteer because I think it'll change your life. Um, but also because we'll pour into you as well, because we know if leaders are healthy, then that will lead kids to Christ. So That's it. That's what I'm talking about. Mic drop, but I'm not dropping the because I might break it. But, uh, and, you know, by the way, I am the original Mr. 305. I don't care about what that other guy says. I was born and raised on it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't need him. I don't you come him. for Pitbull. Don't worry. <laughs> but thank you for coming on. It's been an awesome pleasure. And hopefully we'll have you on again. Uh, um, whenever you have your, your, the events again where we can all gather, 
I wouldn't mind having you guys on so you can advertise it, talk about it. Because uh, I do have, even though I'm in Texas right now, I do have listeners in South Florida and uh, they'll, and other countries too. But it's been an awesome time. Thank you again. Thank you, Joe. Really enjoyed it. All right, guys. That's the end of the episode. If you need to rewind, take some notes, do it. Talk to y'all later.